You may have dodged your legal troubles, but things will get much worse. There's still harmless phosphorescence. This is Throw Smiley, and I was the sweetest guy before I fell into a vat of electric eels. Who's joining me this week? <laughs> Just Cece is on sabbatical, honey. <laughs> I'm Brian Lesh, Spider-Man's real best friend. And I'm the web-headed war criminal, Alaric Weber. If Eichmann was a Spider Man, right. <laughs> you sounded like Carol Channing there or something, Josh. Well, I was trying to do whatever well was doing. Yeah, no, he kind of sounded like Carol Channing, too, I think. Um, this is Harmless Phosphorescence. <laughs> that was a part of Norman's, even in the original. Like, oh. He would sometimes slip into strange characters. Oh, my God. No, I, yeah, no, there's a reason that he's. It's Willem Dafoe. Uh, uh, this is the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero ever made. We gather some research into the production and source material, and we tell you about it. This show is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You want to be a patron, too? Go to patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. We got lots of bonus stuff there. We just posted up our uh, Dracula... Or Bram, St- or Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's the 1992 <laughs> that one. Yeah, that was fun to do. Um, with uh, that one's with our friend Jerry. Brian was lame. <laughs> I, I, I had my own trying private to make better his life viewing yeah. of sexy Dracula. Glad I'll you also listen it. to the episode. Uh, but um, we'll be uh, doing. A new monthly movie every month, and a dollar a month is all it takes for y'all to uh, get access to that. Right now, on Harmless Phosphorescence, this week we will be watching Spider-Man No Way Home. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. 
Yeah, me too. Don't. Look, there has to be another way. There isn't. They're a danger to our universe. You're not going to take this away from me. Peter. You're struggling. Damn everything you want while the world tries to make you choose. This is all my fault. I can't save everyone. They're starting to come through, and I can't stop them. December 17th, exclusively in movie theaters. Tickets on sale November 29th. Spider Monday. <laughs> Spider Monday. <laughs> Spider-Man, no way home. Spider <laughs> Monday. They always got to try and make it an event. My best tickets. deals on electronics. I, I Not pre- even the day the movie comes Spider out. Monday. The day you can buy the tickets. I, I, do, Mon- I do prefer Spider Monday to Cockroach Tuesday. <laughs> Well, let's see. You got Black Friday. You got Small Business Saturday. You got Spider Monday. Spiders are on sale. Oh, Spider-Man. No way home. They really wanted you to go buy a ticket. Like, don't wait for streaming, please. God. Uh, Like anybody was. Yeah. Waiting for streaming. Like, I'll just wait and see. Yeah, this is one of the ones that nobody was worried about. And this was during... What, like the Delta outbreak? People were like, we don't care. We have to see the Spider-Men. Well, yeah, I feel like it was the the biggest event since Endgame. Absolutely. Absolutely. So people were like, yeah, it was like, even if I hate it, I got to see it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like I said, um, Spider-Man No Way Home was released December 17th, 2021. It had a running time of 148 minutes. It cost $200 million. And it made one point nine two billion. Wow! Um, oh my god! It was the this is top ten grossing films of all time, right? It is. It was number. It was number six. Now it's number seven. <laughs> Just in the last couple of weeks, it dropped one thanks to oh, thanks to Mr. Jimmy Cameron. Um, Nothing gets in the I way of water. Yeah, no one can stop James Cameron. <laughs> no one. Nothing and, gets in the way the of the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true though it's like whether it's old water on a ship new water <laughs> it's like i can't alien. stay out of the water guys <laughs> i'm silly for it uh, um so we're talking about the box office guys you want to play the box office top 10 game we do yes. you know we do oh yes <laughs> <laughs> i know i don't know why i even ask anymore um <laughs> This is the game where I will describe the top 10 movies of the week, and the guys are going to try to guess what movie I'm describing based on the box office mojo description. This is the week of December 17th, 2021, one year and a month ago. 13 months ago, guys. Wow. We're catching up fast. Um, I thought this movie had been around a little longer. I've watched it a lot (laughs) in a year and a half. (laughs) Yeah, um... Yeah, um, at, let's see, uh, at number 10, we had Eternals, which we just did. Um, I'm not going to ask you that one, but I will. 
have you just I will have you guess the number 12 movie. Number 11 was Clifford. We did that one last week too. Number 12 this week. Set in 1998, this origin story explores the secrets of a mysterious place in an ill-fated city. Uh, the Big Lebowski. <laughs> um, this is... I have no idea what number this is in the series. I ha- I've not watched any of these except for the first one, and they're all terrible, including the first one. Um, is this a purge? Not a purge. Um, it predates purge. It's not horror. Well, it's horror-esque. More action, though. Kind of action horror. Um, it, uh, is this oh, Uncharted? It, no, no. No. They've only made one Uncharted movie, but it is a video oh, game series. It is video oh, game video. series. Oh, Resident Evil? Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, <laughs> where the grass is green and the raccoons are pretty. Wait, is that the is full title? That? It's called Welcome to Raccoon City. Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Wow. It's hilarious. That is yeah, Parks a... and Rec. Like the raccoons have their part of town. We have ours. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Welcome to yeah. Raccoon City. How did that how did that Welcome make that out to... of a focus group? Because they I were... love this. Go ahead. Because they made like nine of them and they're like, people won't see them no matter what. What if we fuck with the title? Let's see what happens then. I love that it's welcome to, not just Resident Evil Raccoon City. Yeah, or like like Death in Raccoon City. No, it's Welcome <laughs> to Raccoon City. Or Escape from Raccoon City. Yeah, none of that. No, that's way more interesting than Welcome to Raccoon yeah. City. <laughs> just, well, I'm, Raccoon make sure to, City Rotary Club. There's trash everywhere. Eat at your heart's content. I don't know. Like, what? Yes. Uh, my One of my favorite... Uh, uh, internet videos is uh, uh, internet video uh, genres is raccoons trying to wash uh, cotton candy <laughs> because they wash their food. I've seen multiple yeah. videos of them being given cotton candy and trying to wash it and be like, "Where did it go? Oh no, it's all gone! Oh my god!" They finally it's so specific. The raccoon. <laughs> um, at number nine this week at the box office. When Patrizia marries into a family, her unbridled ambition begins to unravel their legacy and triggers a reckless spiral of betrayal, decadence, revenge, and ultimately, murder. When someone becomes a wife, do they officially become unbridled? Is that how that works? I don't know what the temporal status of being a bride... I would think the opposite, because yeah. you know, a horse is unbridled, He's... they're free. Yeah, And I... now she's bridled. So I imagine her ambition would be makes no would be bridled, yes, indeed. Um, her unbridled, bridled, and what's her name again? Patrizia. Patrizia. She's an outsider from humble beginnings. Um, this stars Jeremy Irons, Al Pacino, Jared Leto, oh, Adam Driver, House of Gucci, and Lady Gaga. Yeah, House of Gucci. This is Jared Leto's, quite possibly his greatest performance. Yes. That voice. Yeah, is quite. He possibly, does a great job. I've seen him do a great job. Just the no, I just his Before. comedic. It is unintentionally hilarious. He's Ridley Scott film. Yeah. It wasn't as good as I thought it would be, but it was pretty good. It's Lady uh, Gaga, right? Drama. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lady Gaga is an all right actress. She's good, man. Yeah, yeah. she's good. Yeah, yeah, American Horror Story and oh yeah. I vote yeah. She's yeah. talented. 
movie. The, when you wish upon a star with Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Bradley yeah. Bradley Cooper and the Tinkerbell story. Uh, <laughs> he plays Tinkerbell, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's Hook. It's, <laughs> I want to say that more than I care to admit. Cardi B is Peter Pan. I don't know. We can go on. Cardi B. <laughs> She's like this wet ass pan. <laughs> And Lizzo as me. Wow. Skywalker? Let's write this screenplay. Yeah. Oh, Shmi. That Shmi. Shmi. Yeah, that's right. It was Shmi. Yeah. Okay. Um, Try and stop me. Uh, um, at number eight this week, in the early years of the 20th century, an agency is formed to stand against a cabal plotting a war to wipe out millions. Oh, I the don't... King's... <laughs> the, the King's... Man. Man. Yes. This was fun. It was a prequel. Yeah. I haven't seen this one. I only saw the first one. Yeah, it's better than the first one, I think. Um, yeah, it's a, I, the first one was fun. I don't know. I've, I've heard the series is like generally it. pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a yeah. period piece, like a World War One lead-up kind of thing. Um, I and forget that, the guy's like, name. historical technology kind of stuff. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like, Steam a lot of the kind of like if you really loved the scenes with Q and James Bond, which I always did, then yeah. there are a whole movie of that kind of mm, a little retro futuristic, right? Yeah. Um, at number seven this week, a grifter working his way up from a low-level carnival <laughs> worker to a lauded psychic matches wits with a psychologist bent on exposing oh. him. Midnight Alley. Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley. That was, ooh, that movie was scarring in ways. <laughs> Felt like the prestige. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, yeah, that's a, that, yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, that is a good comparison. Um, at number six this week. When a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin discover, to discover their connection to some legends and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Al. You are muted, Mr. Al. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife, that's right. Movie I still haven't seen. I'm a little scared of it. It's not bad. It's cute. You don't, don't look at it as a like sequel to the other two movies. Mm. Oh. It's good. Yeah. I liked it. I did too. I did and too. Hulu yeah. kept making me want to. Uh, Hulu kept wanting to make me watch it after Spider-Man. Oh yeah, it, I woke up mm. after falling asleep to Ghostbusters because of Hulu. Yeah, I love Hulu's autoplay where it's kind of random and you'll wake up to like a weird movie sometimes. I yeah, turn autoplay off on everything except for Hulu because it's. But it's one of those apps that will hang on, you know, like some will just give up after a bit and turn themselves off. No. Who's like, you're clearly watching 36 hours. I'll I'll wake up, I'll wake up nine hours later and I'm like six episodes into something like, like blackish. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not watching this. Stop. There's ad revenue to be collected, man. They're going to get it. Friday, I was casting Peacock to my living room TV. Then I left and took Ella home all the way downtown. I'm at Rosemont. She's at Stone. Then I got home, and it was still casting. 
Meanwhile, when I want it to, it won't when I'm a few feet away. But supposedly, it was, yeah. Yeah. I was like, how did... That's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> that feels weird. Fucking casting. Um, number five this week at the box office. This story explores forbidden love and the rivalry between two groups, two teenagers of different backgrounds fall in love west side story west side story Maria. right exactly see that was spielberg that like, was yeah he, he, he's made perfectly good films but nothing to be like Ooh. yeah like the remake of west side story like yeah it's good like i i can oh. see why you did this and i under like i appreciate it but also like it's not blowing my socks off well no <laughs> For context, before the show, we were talking about how the Fablemans is the best thing that Spielberg's made in 20 years. I can remember yeah. that was on and off. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about the Fablemans. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, this was the one he made right before. I mean, the, he, he lately seems he's really exploring, like, his youth and his roots because West Side Story was just one of his favorite movies, and he always wanted to make a musical, so he did West Side Story, but, um, and then the Fablemans, Which, of course. Not, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're an artist in your later years. Yeah. Exactly. Well, what's funny is the Fablemans, apparently he said he wanted to wait, like he had this idea for a long time, but he wanted to wait until his father died and his father lived until 2020 to the age of 103. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what a mixed blessing that is. Right. Do you imagine that at some point he was like, you know, dad, I've got a movie to make. Oh, luckily you've lived long enough for Seth Rogen to be alive. Now let's do it. Yeah, Seth Rogen. Uh, Dad, I've got this movie I really want to make. I'm going to put you on DNR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, man. We're in a hospital. We can easily revive them. Suddenly, this is a true crime like, podcast. It's like, listen, I, I already called Paul Dano. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, apparently, Seth Rogen said, and he went to audition for that. He was like doing his Seth Rogen thing, like he was doing bits and stuff. He was like, oh, I'm funny Uncle Benny. And Spielberg was like, no, 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 Seth, can you just act? And he was like, oh, okay, I'll try. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, um, At number four this week, at the opening this week, at number four. Interesting. That was lower than, well, I mean, it was up against Spider-Man. Wow, that was a bad idea to put this against Spider-Man. Anyways, um. Return to a world of two realities, one everyday life, the other what lies behind it. That's all I'm giving you. <laughs> Anything more is just going to tell you. I have it again. A re- return to a world of two realities, one everyday life, the other what lies behind it. This is one of our classic legacy sequels we've gotten that we always wanted, and then people are like, well, maybe we didn't want it <laughs> after it came out. Uh, big franchise, big big alien franchise. Alien something? Not alien. Um, it it's a uh, Terminator. Not Terminator. It is it is Terminator esque though in some of its themes. <laughs> it's uh. very Terminator esque. You either are or aren't <laughs> a Terminator. It almost um, sounds. It almost sounds like Tron, but. Uh, it's almost Tron esque too. It, it shares okay. it shares uh, things with Tron and Terminator. I know um, that reboot was a lot earlier. Um, um, 
It's, uh, yeah, you guys are on the right track. Um, it's the fourth in this uh, franchise. Four. Franchise we may someday cover. Transformers? Not Transformers. Um, there, I think there's more than four. I don't know. Who, I, like who can tell? Yeah, who can tell how many Transformers there are? Some of the movies are... They're always Transformers. ...are fever dreams. Um, it stars uh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, oh it's the Matrix? fucking Matrix. Matrix yeah. Resurrections, yeah. Oh, right. Whoa. That makes perfect sense. Thank you for not telling us more detail. Yes. Yeah, anything else I would have told you after that. Like, this, it was Mr. Anderson fights the machines. and yeah. This opened against Spider-Man? Why wow. did they do that? Why? That incredibly ill-advised. Yeah, incredibly. What did they think it was, 1999? Right? Like, they what opened... What did those, they think it was? Those movies didn't open against X-Men movies even, right? Like no, I mean, well, and the Matrix, the first Matrix was a sleeper hit, like yeah, but Matrix Two uh, yeah. like opened big, but like everyone got out of the way of Matrix Two because it was the big gorilla on the block in two thousand two or three or whenever that was. I really want to do the Matrix movies. I, I would enjoy that. Ugh. I, <laughs> I would too because you know what? I haven't seen the sequel either of the two sequels in twenty years. Oh, I watched them all in in anticipation of the fourth one, and I'm glad I did. They're, all four of I, I, I think they're very interesting films. Um, <laughs> I liked this last one. As much as everybody hated it, I enjoyed it thoroughly. There were things about it I thought were interesting and good, and then there were things that I'm like, well, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. There were large elements of it that were weird. But. Um, at number three at the box office this week, a teenage girl has to face frustrations of being an outcast in her family. In the end, she comes to embrace her differences. <laughs> every, is this animated? It is, yes. It's like every animated film ever made. <laughs> that plot. Um, it's a Disney. It was a big hit. It's a musical. Oh, Encanto. Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno. That's right. We don't, we don't talk about Bruno. Um, yeah, that was uh, number three in its fifth week. It was that was a big hit. I'm just gonna because we're probably not gonna do animated movies like this. This is a Puerto Rican guy writing songs about Venezuelan uh, folk tunes, and hmm. my Venezuelan friends were like, "Why the why Lin Manuel?" Ooh, well, and the answer is because <laughs> he played he also, Hamilton, and, yeah. and I I brought up uh, I was like, well, and he wrote Hamilton whole cloth himself, but like Moana, I was like, he was super involved with Moana, and he's from Puerto Rico, not from the Pacific, even. So, nah. I mean, well, they could go back to old white dudes like they right, have in the last fifty right. years. But I mean, there are a ton of songwriters in South and Central America that would have probably been just as good. right, uh, but but none of them a have box a office box drawn. office drawn. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. They needed they didn't they needed Lin Manuel Miranda to manage them basically to make it look like he was. Uh, I it's feel like thing. songwriters are allowed to be cross culture. I don't. Know. I but think they most were artists are. But I, yeah, they were heralding themselves as, as him being the perfect choice for it. And I'm like, because he's yeah, because well, he's Latin America is not a monolith. Yeah. Name of Venezuelan singer. Oh, I, I I can't, but Venezuelans can. People in South and Central America definitely can. <laughs> why, can. why are we inundated with Britishness? Who knows? Uh, uh, at number two this week, Buster and his friends must persuade reclusive rock star Clay Calloway to join them for the opening of a new show. I 
Oh my god. I know nothing about this movie or its uh, previous one. It's a sequel. It is also animated. Uh, apparently, it was highly anticipated. I know nothing about it. Uh, it's the one with the animals singing, right? Yes. You, uh, you basically said the title there almost, Al. Sing. <laughs> sing two. Two. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sing as well. <laughs> sing sing also you. Um, <laughs> at number one this week. With Spider-Man's identity now revealed, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Spider's man. They're everywhere. Spider's man. Yes. It's like Attorney's General. The Spider's man. (laughs) We were... uh, Spider-Man. This is the Downton Abbey movie, right? Yeah. (laughs) That is... Our box office 10 for the week. Al, now there's a lot of characters in this, but are there any we haven't talked about before for the uh, character background? Um, No, I don't think so. I, I think it was pretty, pretty clean in that regard. Uh, nobody else introduced. What uh, about the MIT admissions lady? <laughs> Comic accurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, Vice was, Chancellor. <laughs> um, was Cristo Fernandez the bartender, not from the comic books? Any Danny Rojas? Um, I mean, there is a couple damage control agents. Say, we talked about oof. damage control in the first one, right? The first Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 yeah there's yeah. nothing. I don't yeah. think actor-wise either. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Gary Weeks played. Department of Damage Control Agent Foster. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, okay. he, he chews up the scenery for the small amount of time he's in it. Oh, you know what? Just occurs to me. Matt Murdock. Yeah. Well, we, we, we did a Daredevil movie. We haven't talked about Ben Charlie Affleck as Daredevil. Okay, fair. Oh, uh, I guess it was just like the Yeah, this Charlie actor. Cox. This version uh, of Daredevil did previously. Is this his first? big screen appearance it is in the marvel That's, universe yes. absolutely okay. it is uh-huh. yeah um but you're right we did have talked about and i wish in this movie he had turned to jean fabro and been like didn't you pay play foggy <laughs> right <laughs> did you play are you foggy? my best are you my best no friend? that would have been hilarious if like he and favreau had been if he like just for a second he'd be like foggy froggy yeah, it's funny because it's foggy. Yeah. Uh, foggy and um, happy are two like sidekick characters with obviously kind of goofy names, and he's played both. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Favreau. Um, so, all right. Um, the uh, there's not a lot to talk about the production of No Way Home either. Um, obviously, this is the third in the uh, in the MCU Spider-Man series. Um, it. Um. They uh, they had originally planned, or so they they obviously they planned this out quite far back. Um, the details got switched around. This was originally supposed to come out after Multiverse of Madness, mm. um, but thanks to some sort of delay in 2020, I'm not sure what that was about. Um, they had. <laughs> to switch some stuff around it ends up making more sense i could see how this could easily have been after 
multiverse. Well, the, but I I think it's better setting it up. One of the biggest things they had to do because it came out before was originally America Chavez was the one who was supposed to be doing the portals that Ned ended up doing. Uh, yeah, I think it's better this way. I love that. It, the multiverse gets cracked open by a well-intentioned Peter Parker plan, yeah. as opposed to a cosmic badass just ripping. You know, it's like this kid meant well, and now he opened the multiverse. Yeah. Well, I liked it, I liked the the glimpsing of the multiverse, the hinting at it uh, before we actually get there and travel through all the the different universes. Yeah, and and that requires America having control over her powers to be able to open a portal within our multiverse or, or to another multiverse to get a Spider-Man. Like that's, that's a lot of specific control compared to what she had. And they set it up in this movie, whereas, um, you know, Steven hasn't tried to access the multiverse before. And there's just like conversations he's had with Wong and other sorcerers and shit. And so he seems as surprised as Peter. And then that makes sense for the, his movie in America and all that. It worked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it definitely worked. Um, they, they, they definitely rolled with the punches and made it work. Um, it, like, I mean, I don't know. Phase four gets a lot of crap from the public and the press in general for like not living up to the previous Marvel phases in a lot of ways. But I mean, considering it's a lot of, that phase four was kind of a reset after end game. Yeah, there was a lot of table setting that we had a th- like three year pandemic <laughs> that happened during it all. Um, it it's, I mean, I, I think it's, it's fine what it is. It's big. It's messy. I mean, this was a gigantic, like there's a lot, this phase had a lot of stuff, including the TV shows screen well, because- time wise. There's more in phase four than the first three phases. Yeah. 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 And there's always a peacetime period after a huge like end game event. There's a rebuilding period before you get going on a new world war. Yeah, absolutely. And considering we just we just had the end of phase four, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was the final phase four film. Um, Ant Man Quantum Mania is our first phase five. Um it'll be and people don't realize that, you know, Infinity Gauntlet and um Endgame were so powerful because we lost characters we had loved and had taken a long time to establish. Those characters are gone, so they have to establish new characters, which Phase Four has done. Right. Well, and let's honestly, are you going to have secret wars without introducing anybody? Right. And also, Phase One was just as messy. There were just a lot fewer films, and in retrospect, like we kind of put a lot of, like they they they, uh, they retconned a lot of stuff. Like to make those early movies look better than they actually were at the time they came out. Right. Well, and that's definitely going to happen to Phase Four. Absolutely, they yeah. uh, they pretty much made that obvious with Kang saying like, "All of this, I planned it." You know, I think that we will see that all of Phase Four has a connecting thread that we're unaware of. Absolutely, I think so I think so. I think it's going to have a lot to do with those Kang rings. I was watching the Quantum Mania trailers at the slowest speed and. If they look just like the bangle that um, Camila Khan has. They look like mm. the Ten Rings. They also have those rune um, like engravings on the inside of it. Like we're in Wondergore where the Scarlet Witch went. 
the dark hold. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, it's all they're gonna retcon a lot of it. Absolutely. Thank goodness. That's what comic books do. What they do best. Yeah. Yeah. That's the convention that we're in. Westerns are Western, <laughs> you know. So just real fast, <clears throat> uh, this was directed again by John Watts. Um, he was supposed to direct uh, the upcoming uh, Fantastic Four movie, but he said he had enough superheroes and he dropped out of that. Because um, basically he made two really small indie films and then he's been making Spider-Man for like eight years now. So he was like, that's I've had enough guys. Um, but, uh, written or by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, both of whom we've talked about before. They had writing credits on both the previous two Spider-Man movies. They came from a community, our cast, we've all talked about everyone in the cast with one minor exception. Um, Tom Holland's back as Spidey. One of the spiders, <laughs> Zendaya, is back as MJ. Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Jacob Batalon as Ned. John Favreau as Happy. Jamie Foxx reprising his role as Electro. Willem Dafoe back as the Green Goblin. Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Benedict Wong as Wong. Um... Tony Revolori as Flash, Marissa Tomei as May Parker, Andrew Garfield as the Amazing Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire as Spidey 2, <laughs> Spider-Man 2, Peter 2, um, uh, Reese, uh, Reese Funds, I haven't said his name in a while, Reese yeah. Vons as uh, Dr. Kurt Connors' lizard, um, Thomas Hayden Church as... Flint Marco, he did. I forgot that he actually made it on screen at the end, which is a choice that I think makes sense. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah, but that like turn right before he fades away back to his own universe, I swear that was stock footage. I swear that's from like, I don't know. Him I, and you might, you might be right. It is a weird moment. Him and boy, Rick. he turns and the, and the look on his face, like it's just exactly like. I don't know. I feel like they took that shot. Him and Risa Fons, I'm I'm positive they were never on a set for this movie. They were like, yeah, CGI me. They filmed it in yeah. the bathroom at their home for like reference, probably. Because <laughs> yeah. even Connors, yeah, it's a very tight close-up shot on his face. When mm. He turns. Then we see him a little bit, but yeah, just like shoulders up. Right. I think they I think they used footage they had. <laughs> It's like I, the I think they used footage from oh, Wings on that Spider-Man movie. I know exactly. <laughs> but um, the one, uh, like we were talking about, the one big uh, uh, tech. Yeah, so yeah, we technically have Tom Hardy as Venom. Um, the one that actor we haven't spoken about before, who is worth noting, is Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. He, of course, was playing. Uh, Matt Murdock Daredevil in the Netflix one, which is now the Disney Plus one. Uh, and in She-Hulk. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hulk. he's in She-Hulk. Yeah, She-Hulk. She-Hulk? Oh, my God. I wish that was She-Hulk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, Char probably the first place I saw Charlie Cox was Stardust, um, which is a great movie based on the uh, Neil Gaiman graphic novel. 
Um, he, uh, let's see, he was in The Merchant of Venice in 2004. Um, <laughs> he's, he's an English dude. He played uh, Judge John Deed, or he was in Judge John Deed playing the young vicar, which is, I assume, something British. The most British thing ever. <laughs> the young vicar. <laughs> I saw him in, what was it, Treason? Uh, is a Netflix thing that just came out recently. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was fine and that perfectly cromulent. Yeah. His accent wavers more than any British actor I've ever seen. Mm. When he's playing a British person, sometimes he sounds like an American and it's really weird to my brain. Huh. He also he, looks like he's blind. <laughs> sometimes he stares off into the middle distance and I think, is he still playing a blind guy? Um, some of his other <laughs> film roles uh, include uh, uh, Hello Carter, in which he played Carter, <laughs> The Theory of Everything, um, and Dracula Untold, in which he played Caligula. Weird. Yeah. Whoa. Because when I think of uh, Charlie Cox, I think of like Roman orgies. <laughs> Um, yeah, he was in Boardwalk Empire. He played Ishmael in a in a Moby Dick miniseries from the from 2011. Weird. Um, he w- will be in the upcoming Echo series. Um, he uh, does a voice in <laughs> Spider Man Freshman Year, the upcoming uh, um, animated series, and he will of course star once more as Matt Murdock in Daredevil. Born Again, in which he travels to Texas and becomes a Southern Baptist. <laughs> Born again. He's an evangelical. Um, yeah, that meme or that tweet is pretty hilarious. Um, in Echo, how are he and Echo going to communicate? Right. <laughs> uh, um, so... Uh, yeah, and of course, uh, rounding out our cast, we've got J.B. Smoove back, uh, Martin Starr, um, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Um, uh, Hannibal Burris in there with Martin Starr. And yeah. Three of them are just... And Hannibal great. Burris, yeah. Um, Martin Starr, Hannibal Burris, and J.B. Smoove are awesome as usual. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Um Oh, and Marissa Tomei is May Parker. No, I said her. I said her. Yeah, so did, yeah. that's about it. There's not much else. We've talked about all these people many times. Um, we ready to jump into... Oh, no, no, wait. Wait, did we give our boy J. Jonah Jameson a little bit of love? Because this is yeah. his first real, like, appearance. I mean, yes, his first MCU like, real appearance, yeah. Yeah. And J.K. Simmons, this dude was born to play J. Jonah Jameson like nobody. And this might cool be the best interpretation. That thread. Of yeah, I think so. Let the Alex yell. Jones type. Yeah, Wars yeah it's thing. such a good way to to um, update this character. Well, because in previous movies, he's been yelling at his staff. Mm-hmm. Now he is just yelling into the void and we get to watch it on big screen. Because isn't that journalism now? Like yes. it used to be Daily Planet, Daily Bugle. There was the bullpen, the like, you know, stop the presses kind of. That vibe is gone. That, yeah, he would have um, no power. You know, pop culture and the yeah, the editor like, of a newspaper is no longer. Yeah, the like yeah, the, the public controller of information. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, this this is perfect, perfect. Well, and way the to daily, him. the bugle is still a paper. In it's the name of his universe, show. also 
right? Is well, it? I guess in the Venom universe, because that's who he calls his podcast. Or he calls for. his YouTube show the Daily Bugle. Yeah, because Eddie Eddie Brock wrote for a San Francisco outlet for the Daily Bugle. I guess he's just putting but, Daily but Bugle one, on a on a lot of things. He even puts it on the supplements. The that's true. Daily Bugle supplements. Uh-huh. Daily Bugle. So, I mean, it, it's Infowars. It's Joe Rogan Infowars type modeling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we had discussed uh, the first time we saw him in uh, Far From Home that in the comics, he the character had evolved in this way as well. Mm, cool. Yeah, it makes most sense for comics. Yeah, just, like just updating a character that's 50, 60 years old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the medium that he's in yeah. is the update. Yeah. The character's still the same. Yeah, true. <laughs> So um, we've got, I've got a, a few letterboxed reviews here. Um, <laughs> Bubby the First writes, three Spider-Men, five stars. Agreed. Um, Thiam writes, a man-child's fantasy, five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I love when it takes that left turn. It's like, that, that's not a critique. Huh? <laughs> Uh no, it's not. <laughs> um, it's like that's what I am, and this is what I like. A lot of truth in that simple statement. <laughs> uh, Legend and Fraud writes: Tom Holland is a Browns fan. He can go to hell. Half a star. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. He's English. I don't leave, know if he knows what the Cincinnati Browns are. Uh, yeah, are they in Cincinnati now? I think they've moved around a few times haven't they they're asking the wrong group of people no, they never were they're the cleveland browns cleveland Cincinnati browns Bengals. right but it. no no but i thought they moved from cleveland well, they may C- have i don't know i can't oh. remember i can't keep track um i don't watch nfl the the browns moved to baltimore and became the ravens and ah. then uh, they restarted the franchise in cleveland that's okay. that's crazy they're like we're losing our team they're changing their name and then we're just going to start the team over again like that's but a you lot. You can't change the Redskins. We yeah. can't change that. No, but that's some Law and Order level that's like franchising. Yeah. Totally. Um, and what are the <laughs> what are the Redskins now? They're still the Redskins. Still no, the Redskins. no, they changed. They're the oh, they did. That's capital? right. Capital? No, not the Capitals. Oh. the Senators. I think. No, no, that's a separate. Now, maybe so I'm thinking hockey. For a while, they were the Washington. Football the players. Commanders, the Washington Commanders. Commanders. Oh, okay. Yep, Commanders. Yeah. But you still find that out by typing in Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but it's just funny. Uh, um, it was wild looking at the half star reviews for this because it's just people like some of them were like, "I love the MCU," but not this. It's like, what? <laughs> like yeah. what? I don't understand if you like, like, I understand if you hate superhero movies, if you hate the MCU, I can, I understand. All right. I don't know why right. you're watching like what the 22nd MCU movie, like that seems right. weird, but I don't like Spider-Man. There were too many Spider-Man. In the- yeah. Like, like, okay. I understand giving it a half star review, but again, why you're watching it, I can't get, but if you like the MCU and you like Spider-Man, superhero movies like this one you think is bad this it didn't one? have superman or batman in it i don't understand how this movie can be considered good 
yeah. or like post credit. I think that those people still exist. Like that just don't know the dividing line. And if it doesn't have the thing they wanted, they're yeah. automatically upset. Stupid people yep. are out there. There's a lot. Of them. Not saying that <laughs> well, not I, knowing I've about noticed. comic books makes people stupid, but sharing their opinions <laughs> about things they don't know about. Yeah. Well, there's still, and it never went away from uh, society, but the people who will buy the books and albums just to burn them. Yeah. It's like, like nobody, you spent the money already, dumbass. You know, you know, millennials have really killed the, uh, the album and book burning industry by going streaming, by going digital. (laughs) That's why I smash or burn a computer once a year. Yeah. I saw a headline the other day that said millennials are getting mad because boomers are hating Gen Z now more than them. Which led me to like the logical conclusion oh of Gen Z is killing the millennials are killing industry industry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad about it, but as somebody who's a millennial, um, I, I, somehow millennials are still considered Gen Z. It's the you're still young. Mm. So you're the youngest generation kind of thing. I mean, I'm almost out of that phase of my life. But I still get we're still the same. They still look yeah. at us the same way. No, no. The boomers still look at Gen X as children. No, no. Gen Gen Z thinks that we're boomers, and boomers think we're Gen Z. <laughs> like, right? It's like I'm trying to understand woke bullshit too. Please, Grandpa can. <laughs> and millennials <laughs> just want. We just want MySpace back. That's all. And oh, AIM man. chat. That's all we want. That's Remember all how I want. fun it was. AOL, nice. AOL chat rooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those got creepy, but my space oh, was so those were pure. nothing. But... Just like here's a song I like, here's a gif I like. What's yeah. your name? <laughs> now Facebook's like dying of fire. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even understand what social media is anymore because TikTok is considered social media, but like, is it? It's it's little YouTube. It's just just tiny. It's just upright YouTube, right? But YouTube is also social media. Yes, everything is, is social media. Anything you can interact with strangers on is social. Right? I I don't I don't no understand why LinkedIn needs to have stories. Like fuck off. Oh yeah, God. for real. I just my resume is enough, and maybe a photo shoot or a, a photo, not a, a photo, photo shoot. shoot. Oh please, please tell me that you like. I have so a four headshots of uh, yes to show your different like mood. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand why my fitness pal has to have a feed. Like, fuck off. I yeah, I don't understand why food does. You know. <laughs> okay, uh, now so, I think I can make the argument we're all boomers because we're all complaining about shit that doesn't matter. Right? <laughs> That's the thing that the boomers don't realize is that we are that slight holdover. Like Thoreau said, they see us as. You know, because we could hook a VCR up. We're supposed to know, like, coding now to these idiots. It's just like, no, we didn't have the internet, sir. Yeah, no, no. Gen yeah, it's X- like, we, we are as confused at times. No, Gen, Gen X was the generation that that didn't have computers as kids, but got them immediately upon entering adulthood. Okay, so I'm going to tie this all together, you guys. I'm going to do this right. thing. Okay. So we have... A Gen X Spider Man, we have a Millennial Spider Man, and we have a Gen Z Spider Man. We yeah, exactly, absolutely. Yep. You know what we don't have? <laughs> a Boomer Spider Man. Boomer Spider Man. <laughs> is that wait? Is that, uh, so. the Boomer Spider Man was the seventies one? <laughs> Whatever. Oh, Japanese Spider Man. Uh, Japanese Spider Man. Uncle Ben is 
Boomer Spider Man. Yeah, Marissa. Tony? Yeah. Is, is Tony Boomer Spider Man? Uh, Robert Downey, I think, was a boomer. Yeah, technically. Yeah. He's born in 65, right? That's the cutoff? Yeah. Oh, Robert Downey Jr., that is a Gen X dude. He's a Look Gen X. But was he born? I mean, I know he's, he's in like, all those John Hugh movies. Yeah, well, I think I started. I started googling Robert Gen X Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's sticking. He was born in '65. He is technically a Gen X. Yeah, because that's the threshold. Yeah. So he's a he's yeah, a. Of cusp. course, he is. There's no way I put that dude in Clint Eastwood's record. But uh, you know that all the boomers are gonna hang on to him uh, now that he's clean. They need someone to cling to in the MCU. I think Clint Eastwood is technically a silent generation. Yeah. Um, if he was born. But he's closer to. But I, yeah, no. With John Wayne. Oh my John God. Wayne wasn't a boomer, but he, you know. Oh my God. Clint Eastwood was, was born in 1930. <laughs> yeah. He could almost have served in World War II. Yeah, but what's more boomer than yelling at a chair? Oh, God. For 45 yeah. minutes. <laughs> forgot about that. Uh, so all right. moment in American history. Yeah. There all right, is. guys. You ready to go ahead and jump into the movie? Mysterio forever. <laughs> Wiggum never. Um, okay. Here we go. This is Spider-Man No Way Home. We open on Jay Joma- Jameson telling the world that Peter Parker murdered Mysterio. <laughs> And his real name, or Spider-Man murdered Mysterio, and his real name is Peter Parker. Uh, it, it takes place almost, you know, like in no time. Yeah, from the last it's like, Spider-Man movie. yeah, it's like exactly from that like last scene, um, which is a fun choice because yeah, of cool. the impact of that. Yeah. So uh, him and MJ swing around. They're trying to get out of the public. Um, we cut to uh, Spider-Man and uh, MJ and Ned and uh, Aunt May. They remind us that uh, MJ really hates uh, being he really hates swinging around. Yes, which I loved that scene. Like immediately, it was like this. After watching Venom, which was fine, like I liked Venom too, fine, but um. And the Eternals was fine, but immediately I was like, "Wow, this is fun! This is a good, fun movie." All of a sudden, yeah, I mean, yeah. and it hits the ground right running more than any movie, any MCU movie, I think. Yeah, like things are happening that are affecting his life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they, I, I love the we can take the subway, so they just go s- swinging in the subway, yes. and how that's actually worse. So much worse. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean it's one thing to like swing through the air and smell the wind. It's another thing to swing through the subway and smell warm piss. Yeah. And but, dodge oncoming trains. And then pop up out of the manhole, which at least that physics makes sense as opposed to four giant turtles just flying straight up out of a manhole <laughs> with only their legs to propel them. I, I assume that he like slingshotted through the manhole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he uses his own momentum. Yeah, um, so yeah, they. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of the momentum thing I, and the physics of the Ninja Turtles, I love when you see them <laughs> swinging from the lamp posts. You see them move; they're physical uh-huh. objects that are being acted upon by other physical objects. This we this, didn't 
see that really previously to this. This beginning sequence is some of the best Spider-Man swinging stuff I think we've ever seen. I mean, there was some good stuff in Amazing here and there, and there was some good stuff in um, in a couple of the Toby's Toby uh, Raimi uh, movies. It gets better but, each. Yeah, movie. but this swing. This- Swinging this is the most realistic that it's ever been. Yeah. It feels visceral in the theater. I just remember being like, I'm going to come see this again because it is just such an experience. Yeah. Absolutely. They take great pains to make him in a real world. And I always appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, they're getting uh, interrogated by the department of damage control. They get a lawyer, Matt Murdoch. <laughs> He's a really good lawyer. Um, Oh, that was fun. Uh, Happy uh, and Aunt May have broken up. Yes, yes. Aunt May has broken up with Happy. Happy thought they were in love. She thought it was a fling. Um they uh uh Matt Murdoch gets the charges dropped from Peter, but uh they are still having to deal with the fact that he's been publicly outed as Spider-Man and Happy is still facing some charges. Because of uh, missing technology. Mm-hmm. Right. Missing, missing Stark tech. Yeah. Still investigating that. Which, is that a is that just a, a seed planted for future things? Or did that come back in this movie? I mean, I, th- I thought... They were referring to to the tech at his condo. Fabricator. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Well, also, Mysterio set it up so that he was killed by Stark Tech. He just made it seem that Peter made the call. So they're probably investigating Happy just in general. Like, where is all this technology going? Like, more than just the fabricator in his apartment. That's obvious. I understand the. They mention it. Yeah. I understand the public. the public like falling for Mysterio, but I think just 10 minutes of investigating an actual government agency, actual detectives would figure out like, Oh, Mysterio was full of shit. Yeah. But it was all controlled by a pair of sunglasses. So of course, damage control needs to know like, wait a minute, how were these drones deployed? Yeah. Good choice. Tony's not around to watch everything. What's going on at Stark? It's a convenient lie to, you know, easier just to let people continue believing that than yeah. put it all out there that Tony Stark's technology was stolen by a from a fourteen year old kid because Tony left his the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah good point. There has to be a patsy. That's how our whole system is in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, we just react. We don't. We're not proactive, and so there always has to be some. Well, which is kind of this movie is that like Peter helped save the universe. He helped bring back half the population, and he still can't catch a fucking break. Like his life got worse when they found out he was Peter Parker. You know, well, and it's it's like, imagine that being a kid like now I'm just gonna I helped save the universe. I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna be with my friends. Can't even do that. You mentioned so the Patsy thing, and uh, what's her face? Pepper's not around, so mm. he's totally taking the fall for Stark because she's the CEO still. He's falling unhappy. Um, Peter, he's got to be seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, he's a senior at this time. Yeah, the they call him for that comes up like in the next scene. Uh, they're calling him a fourteen-year-old. <sighs> Yeah, he looks getting, getting defensive. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're outed publicly. They go back to school um, and uh, um, they're 
uh, celebrities in school now. Flash <laughs> doesn't take the news that Peter is Spider-Man well. Um, Animal Burris. does. Yeah. Him already having a book published? Yes. It's fantastic. So Flashpoints. Well, and he doesn't know there are pictures in it because he clearly didn't write it. Yeah. <laughs> two spiders, one heart. <laughs> one sp- Spider, two hearts, something like that. Yeah, and um, the like the whole like Mysterio was right from uh, from uh, uh, yeah, Aunt, M- MWR. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, they should have made hats. Oh my god, that just said MWR. That would have been cool. Um, straight out of Compton. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um. They're uh, having a bad time at high school. Um, then we get a little bit of a montage about them receiving rejection letters from different colleges. Their safety colleges. They're all trying to go to MIT together. Uh, Peter, MJ, and Ned. Um, and they finally all get their MIT application letters back. They get rejected due to Spider-Man doing Spider-Man stuff. Just Which, before that, the... Um, sorry, the Betty Brant interviews montage was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. She's adorable. Which was extended in the extended version. There was a lot more mm, time yeah. spent on That's... the the high school production stuff in the extended And version. the interrogation with damage control. I noticed that, yeah, a lot of the yeah. extra stuff yeah. was that kind of thing as opposed to like McGuire Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Betty Brant was... It's... I was just going to say, Betty Brandt, especially in this one, has given me real um, uh, Reese Witherspoon election vibes. Totally. <laughs> oh, she always did. Like when she's getting mad at the other dude from the announcements and the other movies. Yeah. Yeah. She always gave me that Tracy. Tracy Pitts. Cool. Yeah. Tracy Pitts. Cool how this movie was even able to make an interrogation scene fun. Yeah. yeah. The way he tricked Ned. Well, and both Aunt May and MJ saying, tell them nothing in unison yes because uh-huh. just as a reminder our american listeners don't say anything without a lawyer don't say anything without yeah. a lawyer say anything if yeah. you say anything say don't even say hi lawyer yeah i'd like to speak to a lawyer that's the only thing you ever say when you're being questioned by the police ever it's your right yeah however if you've been pulled over <laughs> Don't try the sovereign citizen bullshit yeah. on the side of the road. Yeah, the whole like, because sometimes your tail lights out and you have yeah. to pay 50 bucks and then you're done. You don't need to escalate <laughs> it every time, guys. If you don't talk to that guy, he might break your window and pull you out of your car. Yeah. But once you're in an interrogation room, don't say shit. And again, these are on the side of the road. Yeah. And again, these rules. Or, yeah, for the most part. Again, th- this this advice varies by location and skin color. Um, <laughs> and situation. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. Skin color. Right. Yeah. So this is this is this is the the advice of like being of uh, don't escalate in when you're in the car is is it's, it's going to vary based on whether or not you're a white dude like us. Your your mileage may vary. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so Peter is upset that his friends are paying the price for him being Spider Man. So, uh, he decides to go to Doctor Strange and ask him for help, and cast a spell. Uh, he he initially thinks he should do like some sort of time travel spell. Yeah, he wanted to go back uh, and stop 
that is some real like teenager yeah, level logic there. Yeah. The whole situation is when when Stephen has to remind like, well, did you talk to the to MIT? Like, did you plead your case to MIT? Like maybe they're being hasty, but that hadn't even occurred to him. Yeah, no. He he instantly goes towards let's do some magic. Well, and you don't because think as ask, an adolescent, I would ask Doctor Strange for a recommendation letter for MIT. He's right. a pretty successful surgeon, yeah. as well yeah. as yeah. the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. yeah, and Bruce Banner. You got a whole list of scientists who can, uh, you know, validate his science. But that's the rub: is all three of them were getting into MIT. That's the only reason this came up is because they were accepted. And then it was like, we don't like this notoriety that would come along. That's that is the thing. Yeah. So it's like he didn't need to get into MIT. He was in. But they were like, no, we don't want Spider-Man <laughs> in the Boston Commons. <laughs> yeah. And his and his cronies. Yeah. His, uh, his cronies. So, yeah. So strange. Did you did you catch the uh, uh, Dr. Strange's mug? Yeah. Yeah. The Just, box. Oh, for Fox's sake. Yeah. Oh, Oh, you know what I found interesting is that, okay, so obviously in the trailer, they CGI'd out the other Spider-Men. They, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of, uh, uh, of, uh, uh, of misrepresenting what the film was, but they also CGI'd Strange's mouth. I noticed watching the trailer carefully to say crap instead of shit. Just like the level of work they're doing for the trailer specifically is kind of crazy. Right. And especially considering he could have just said both like in the two takes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Scooby do this shit. Okay. And one for the PG, but no, you're right. It's like, ah, fuck it. I saw <laughs> you mean beep beep. No, I said it once. And they, yeah. they moved it. I saw a, um, an, an AI demonstration video online recently where they took a, an actor acting um, where they said uh, "fuck" and they CGI'd or they they AI'd them doing it uh, for for broadcast where they said "freak," they AI'd it um, in Spanish. Um, they like they did all of these different like things where it's just like an AI just doing it. Yep, it's getting really really freaky. AI. We're not going to have actors at some point. Yeah. Well, real so back at the sanctum yeah yes. back at the sanctum so strange against wong's advice decides he can cast a spell that will make everyone forget that peter parker is spider-man uh peter though um interrupts the spell multiple times to request that the people close to him aren't included in it um which ultimately causes strange spell to uh begin to collapse in on itself or kind of go crazy. So he stops it. So contains it. The, the, the order, last... as I say, the order is MJ, Ned, Aunt May, Happy. And then basically everybody who knew I was Spider-Man before this happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that, Which... that last part is the one that kind of creates the big issue. Yeah. The tear. Yeah, but it's just so such like like you said, such a teenager, adolescent thing. Like if they were given a wish, right? And he like, didn't. I wish for no. Wait, I wish for wait, wait, wait. But it has wait. Yeah, no, it has to. Yeah, yeah. yeah he didn't. He didn't think it through beforehand, at all. None of it. He didn't even call MIT. That's what I just love. Yeah. You know, his first 
he was he was a kid then he got these powers and then almost immediately you know tony stark enlists him to first chase this wizard so you know peter has all these very confusing ideas of what reality can do for good reason yeah he's been across the universe he brought the past three years have been very traumatizing to this young man absolutely yeah. well and he it, knows there's science and he knows there's magic and he doesn't know where they intersect he knows yeah it's just well and no one's discussing the morals he wasn't around for uh civil war the oh he was but i mean like the, those the discussions of morality and ethics well yeah exactly he's still a kid well and uh, this has got to be a really confusing universe to live in for everybody in general yeah soon there will be a celestial sticking out or is there already there already is (laughs) sticking out of the ocean and no one's talking about it again anyway so um dr strange um tells peter to just go talk to the mit admissions officer um well, uh, he figures out where they are from Flash. Um, uh, so he uh, goes to find her and gets attacked by Doc Ock on a bridge. Um, Doc Ock thinks that he's a different Peter Parker. Um, the nanotechnology goes in during the fight. Uh, Peter does save the MIT admissions officer, but his nanotechnology goes into uh, Doc Ock's mechanical tentacles and allows Peter to control them, which he uses to uh, uh, capture Doc Ock. Which also effectively and... shelves that suit for the rest of the movie, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Until like the end. Or, well, no, the middle part, I guess. I guess at a certain point. Yeah, yeah when yeah. they fix his chip. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, then Green Goblin shows up and attacks. Doctor Strange teleports uh, Peter back to the the Sanctum Sanctorum right then, though, and locks Doc Ock up in a cell um, next to... Uh, Spidey's... Uh, Peter's uh, ruse, not ruse, uh, Peter's plan worked because in the saving of the Vice Chancellor, she's like, okay, I'm going to talk to admissions about your friends, and then I'm going to talk about you. Mm-hmm. But it's just um, funny. So effectively got all three of them into MIT. By and all her. he had to do was save her life. Yeah. Yep. You know, <laughs> it's it. like the white racist who had everything turned around when a you know black guy saved his life. Uh, you know, it has to be so like, well, my my daughter married a Jewish guy and now I'm not anti-Semitic anymore. No, no, it's or it, I have a sister, so I would never assault. It's it's it's, it's like how like, Dick Cheney right. started supporting LGBT rights right. after his daughter came out. Like, fuck you, Dick. Yeah, all I had to do was save her life. I yeah. didn't have to talk about us being geniuses, child geniuses from a prestigious science academy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, Doctor Strange. Sorry. Yeah, they're in the they're in the basement. Doctor Strange explains that uh, before he could control the spell, it summoned people from other universes within the multiverse, the ones that know Spider Man's identity. He uh, makes one of my favorite little joke lines in the movie where he's like, Peter's not quite catching it. And he turns to Doc Ock and he's like, do you have Spider-Man in your universe? Like, you know, do you know who Peter Parker is? Is that him? I, I, I'm not quoting it because it's yeah. really, <laughs> but I just love that. Like, what a great way to put it. Like, do you know he's Peter Parker? Yes. Is that him? <laughs> no. Know. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um. So then uh, he, uh, 
has uh, Peter, MJ, and Ned all go and uh, find the other Spider-Man people that came from the other multiverses. He enhances the uh, Spidey's gauntlet with a uh, teleportation spell. Yes. Yeah. So he can send them directly into the cells. And it's funny because he... it almost shoots like a web. Yeah. I love that he uses it on Peter. As yes. the first example, too. <laughs> right. Like, what a way to explain it instead of him telling him, like, well, this will trap him in a, just here. Yeah. This is what happens. Yeah. Right. It was the same with the example with Doc Ock. You know, scientist to scientist. Like, here. See? Moving Perfect on. example of show, don't tell. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Spidey heads out, and first he discovers Electro. And uh, the Sandman is also there hanging out. Um, Sandman immediately is like, yeah, sure, I'll help you. I capture Electro. I love that, though, because it shows that Peter's got different relationships with every villain. They don't all hate him and want him to die. Yeah. Right. Uh, because in his universe, Peter uh, Parker uh, helped out Sandman mm-hmm. at the end and- of the movie. Flint was a reluctant villain, if that is such a thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, like he just wanted to get to his daughter. And so they they brought all these elements with these characters. And that's just really thoughtful fucking writing. You know, it could have just been, and Sandman's here. And Electro's here. Electro really is just like, I like the way it feels. The energy is different here because it is. We have more tech. Yeah. We have Bluetooth. We have way more fucking energy in the well, air, if that makes sense. It and, doesn't, but you know and what I mean. Stark Stark tech powers the world. Yeah. yeah. Right. The the arc reactors. That's the what arc reactors got to be crazy for Electro. I think yeah. that's what he's feeling. Yeah. You know, we saw Iron he, Man he can taste it that. immediately. Well, and I love later on where, where Doc Ock is holding the arc reactor and he's like, the power of the sun in the palm yep. of your hand. Brings it, back his line. Just shows how important Iron Man was in this universe. It's mm, really yeah. cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, uh, yeah. No. So Flint is glad to see him because he's like, you know, he could possibly help me. Yeah. Well, and doesn't question like, oh, you're not my Peter. Are you bad? Well, he doesn't. Like, he's like, what do you mean, my Peter? Yeah. Like, but he he doesn't think like, fuck, I don't. I immediately can't trust this guy. He's like, ah, he's a Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. He's probably fine. You can trust Spider Man. So he it took well. me until the third viewing of this movie, the first one being when it came out, and then two this weekend, the third viewing to figure out why. When Peter goes uh, out to the electric fields, why his suit is black? Oh, because he turned it inside out. Yeah, right. He turned it inside out. It's got all the wires sticking out. Um, He couldn't. He turned it inside out. The the green paint stain. Yeah. uh, From earlier, he couldn't get it out. And the nano suit is incomplete because there's a chunk of it controlling Doc Ock's arms, so he can't like completely cover himself. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Can't use that. Yeah, exactly. So it was a- just just like a teenager, just turn it inside out. Just turn it inside out. <laughs> yeah, smell exactly. It into- and it was also a clever way to put him in a black costume. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they did in Far From Home. You mm-hmm. know, like he's in a different costume, but not making a big deal of it. Like bum bum bum. You yeah. Know? Just uh, he looks different. Yeah. It's just- well. And it makes me think of when Tony and Pepper were supposed to announce him to the world and they had the iron spider suit and it was this whole big reveal. And then we Uh didn't get that. Mm -hmm. We did get it in infinity war kind of with the like fanfare and stuff with the horns playing. But I, like you said, it's not him. Like, look at my new suit. Yeah. It's just as circumstantial. It's not even a new suit. Like I said, yeah. He's just casually wearing 
another suit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like my gym, fuck, I forgot to wash my gym clothes. I'll just uh, turn them inside yeah, out. Yeah, I got to run the mile in jeans this week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah. So uh, we uh, we spend some time with the Green Goblin who smashes his mask. Yeah. Stashes his glider. Yeah. Um, that, that was an important part, uh, the smashing of the mask. Uh, yeah. Because it's starting to talk to him again. And he's... But he used a brick to smash this uh, military-grade <laughs> helmet. Yes. You're right. His armor, well, which he keeps the rest of. And but helps. he has the strength of Spider-Man, essentially. That's true. true. He, 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 he essentially took a super soldier serum. The force... Yeah applied through the brick i guess but i thought the same thing like how did the brick not just crumble yeah but like so many uh shots in the movie this is also supposed to hearken to that to the toby Maguire moment where he leaves the costume in the garbage can yeah just little, walks away there, from it there's just little cinematic moments that they put in that that mirror the uh previous movies but i do appreciate that norman is you know like he did putting the mask on the chair he puts it on the edge of the dumpster so that they can have a two-person conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Green Goblin goes and finds Aunt May uh, at her uh, at feast. Her uh, uh, the shelter, the shelter, the yeah, shelter. She, um, food bank shelter. Yeah, um, Peter shows up um, and decides that uh, Green Goblin's all right. They take him back to the Sanctum Sanctorum. Uh, where, he convinces them he's just a feeble, confused yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. Huh? I know something's up, but what is it? I'm just so afraid. Is yeah. he uh, bullshitting or is that actually bullshitting? Yeah, that's him bullshitting. I think he's bullshitting. I mean, we the whole we time, get yeah. indications later that he's figured it out from Jump Street. Yeah. I sort of like I, the Spider Man did. I feel there was a comment uh, that he made when he. In his mind, he was full goblin. I feel like the goblin persona was backing off um, to allow cowardly Norman Osborn to mm. gain the trust of, of these people. Like using yeah. him as bait, basically, yeah. for yeah. his trap. But you have to be right about that uh, because, yeah, otherwise his Peter Tingle would have gone off like yeah. he finally did. Oh. Like Norman... Norman had to take his moment when he did because he was just, he was Peter's plan was working. He was making everyone's powers inert, so he had to finally goblin out. So yeah. Al, you're right. Yeah, he had to have been putting off something. That's a that good set point. Peter at, at ease. Yeah, it was the feeble cow, which there are two Normans. Oh he, yeah, <laughs> in couple in in literally two Normans, like. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, um, strange puts Norman in a cell. Um, and then we, <laughs> I love the fact that like, uh, when they're talking about, uh, um, uh, Dr. Goddard's they're like, you just tried to turn everyone to a lizard. What's up with that? I also, and then, then he said, he said to Ned, uh, not Ned, I'm sorry, uh, to Max Dillon. It's like, I can give you a makeover. Oh, and turn me into a lizard? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just still all on board with everyone should be a lizard. 
<laughs> Which is the funniest thing that any villain has ever tried to accomplish. I just want everyone to be a lizard. Oh, by the way, they're only going to be a lizard for a little bit. Part of the time, they'll be lizards. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, uh... Strange has uh, the relic, the Machina de Cadavis Cadavis. Yes. To reverse the... To reverse the spell, it's containing it, but he's using this device to reverse the spell. Yeah, he's he's in the middle of doing it when uh, Peter believes that they should cure the villain's powers. Because uh, they realize that they all die. Yeah. Like, they, it hadn't occurred to them, but they're slowly, their memories are coming back. It's like, they were fighting Spider-Man, and then they showed up here. Right. It's Most their of lack them. of memories actually yeah electro's delivery of oh shit i was i was about to die is the funniest part Mm -hmm. of that whole scene Mm -hmm. i was gathering all that information and just the quick realization that like oh whoops i missed that part (laughs) yes it's pretty great and it makes again the whole conceit of the movie just so childlike like they die they die in their universe like peter come on like (laughs) people die in this universe they die everywhere but it's kind of a great, bigger symbol for the with great power conversation. That's what I mean. Because yeah, he has the ability to, to change something for to the do better. Something. Yep. So he must, mm-hmm. you know. It's that youthful Peter Parker, misguided, you know, we'll just make a spell or we'll just do this. We'll just do that. He's right. He's usually right. But it's very youthful. He's also not, yeah, weighing the possible consequences of yeah. making that choice. Exactly. Or the reality of death. You know, like, what are you postponing? You don't get it. Like, their universe is put together in a certain way. Ours is too, which is why we have to do this. But he can't see, you know. Which uh, He's the Aunt May, Uncle Ben. That's an un- unanswered question that I'll I'll bring up at the end. But what do those universes become because of that? It's great. Right. It's a great well, yeah. question. Yeah. Well, and yeah, exactly. And right. it, it's funny how different <sighs> there's a couple unanswered questions about the universes. Anyways, there are a few. Yeah. 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 Um, so Peter, um, uh, takes the, uh, the box, the magic box, um, and, uh, him and strange have a big, uh, set piece here where, Peter's trying to get the box away from Strange. They go and he Strange pushes Peter out of his body. Um, which and I love I loved this because we finally got to see the Spidey sense working um, on its own. The waves, well, the waves off of yeah. his brain. Yeah. Like oh, visually, yeah. we got to see the Spidey sense, like you see in the comics all the time. It was really cool when he was separated from his body. Yeah, Just, yeah, seeing that. But then. But then also, that's why he was able to move, which was perplexing right. to him and Strange, is the spider sense. Yeah, this just moving his body, and he's not actually doing it himself. Yeah, yes, just so reflexive. much of it is as a response to the spider bite itself. It's not right. it's Peter is just that. And to quick. Toby's line later, like, I don't, I don't do breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, they go through the mirror dimension where Peter realizes it's just math and he's able to, or geometry, he's able to take advantage of that to capture Strange. Um, in a web. In a web. I, yeah. This is this is a great example of Peter sciencing his way out of problems. 
Yeah. We haven't yep. seen a lot of that necessarily. We see a little bit of it at the climax of every movie, but this is probably the best example of him using mm-hmm. science and it's math, but like thinking analytically to solve a problem instead of strategically. You're Strain. right. We haven't seen a lot of that because from his introduction, like I said, it's been magic and otherworldly technology. Mm-hmm. You know what's cooler so than right, magic? Math. Yeah. <laughs> like as it a math teacher, magic. I cheered. Um, well, who are mathematical? He, he understands the the three dimensions of the mirror dimension like that. He right. just picks it up. He's just like, oh, I see what's happening. I see where the breakpoints are. Mm-hmm. It's an Archimedean spiral. And that it's perception based. It's 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 like you said, it's another dimension as opposed to another multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, oh, okay. You know, it still has to adhere to the bounds of our reality. Yeah. Um, exactly. Little shit. I love it. Yeah. Um, so he comes back, convinces the villains to cooperate so that they can cure them of their, their, their powers and take them home. Um, so, uh, or, Dr. Uh, Osborne says, thinks he can help. You know, I'm a bit of a scientist myself. He says the meme. Okay. He yeah. says the thing. So yeah. fucking beautiful. Also, uh, the lizard acknowledges that uh, this isn't much of an arrangement. Like, what are my choices? Die or go with you? Right. Yeah. That's what they are really they're all facing. No choice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Octavius is the only one that sort of wants to regain his humanity. Everybody else sees oh, it as like, I'm going to die, I guess. No, no, no. Uh, Doc Ock was uh, the most resistant. He's like, no, you're not going to do anything to me. They had no, to. But... He had to drag him there with his tentacles later when yes. he gets fixed. It's true. Yeah. Later when he gets fixed, he's all he's a lot more reasonable. Yeah. Um, so they go back to Happy's condo. They use the Stark tech to, uh, first cure Octavius and, uh, bring he's <laughs> so that the arms stop controlling him. Uh, I, I love the visual gag of the machine as it opens, breaking through the kitchen wall. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause Happy didn't put it there to use it. Happy put no. it there because it's dangerous to have out in circulation. Yeah. He was making calls that he thought Tony would make. Yeah, it's like I gotta so keep. He's this like, thing. this thing can make whatever you want. Yeah, we gotta take this. <laughs> yeah, we got gotta put it next to my CPAP machine. Um, <laughs> oh, was it was it the same fabricator that had been on the plane? Yes, in the That's previous what I movie, mm-hmm. he just just dragged it from the pl- from the airport back to his apartment. Yeah, which makes yeah. Um, what's I gonna? Oh, I like the way that this Spider-Man, the most current in our universe Spider-Man, sort of goes back step by step and addresses the little like science magic that the other ones did, starting with this chip of Doc Ock's. Like they make it look like they did mm-hmm. in the first Toby. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's almost like him going back and sort of band-aiding and polishing the the wacky science from before like yeah now you just put this on max's chest and uh, it absorbs that extra energy you know and they even make jokes about him falling in a vat of eels yes. so it's kind of a way of this spider-man like look we're not that goofy they even I, I joke fit, at the alliteration of names i i fell into a vat of electric electric eels oh i fell into a super collider gotta be careful where you fall yeah right like, yeah, they yeah. had to address how wonky that shit was, and they did it with like Tom Holland 
like here i rebuilt this goofy ass chip from whatever that well yeah and 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 norman osborne he makes like a green mist serum to go into him like yeah um so yeah but before he can uh give Norman the or so he gives uh he puts the cure on Electro which is going to take just a little bit of time to work um then before he can give it to the goblin his spidey sense goes off and he realizes that Osborn is still the goblin um so uh got, he attacks Spider-Man uh Electro decides he gives, a, he gives a rousing speech uh as far as the, it's not a curse gods he, don't have to choose yeah uh, I I really like the sound design around the cure for Electro being this quiet, just beep, beep in the background. Yeah. yeah. And then we get Peter's spider sense going off. Because if it had just been silence, yeah. I don't think it would have worked as well. Mm-hmm. We had a so countdown. Right, the beeping. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like. And then everyone's time. holding their breath. Yeah. Because you know, this kid's been running the operation. Mm-hmm. You know, like Osborne's been assisting him. And so, yeah, everyone in the room is like, what's up? Peter and I just love it. I love that like old school music video. You know the GoPro strapped to his chest, just yeah, he's walking around the room almost drunk or you know yeah. I just loved it. He's like, where is this coming from? Yeah, he's trying to figure because out. Like Al said, and well, we you guys said the the difference between the Goblin and Norman. It's like obviously it was slowly seeping in because it was going to get to Norman with the you know the injection to mm-hmm. take his power away. Yeah. Starts seeping in. Really uh, well done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh the uncured villains um all start uh attacking and uh, escaping. Um Electro, Sandman, and the Lizard all run off. At that um time, J. Jonah Jameson shows up with a camera because he got a tip that Spider Man was in the building. Mm-hmm. Um so he's filming well, he as ha- this happens. He had he had a guy following the feast place. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, but yeah, they react to seeing the lizard. Yeah. Um, and at that point, uh, there's a big fight. One of the best mono mono fights in movies, if you ask me. Between like, uh, Peter. Apollo Creed and Rocky level. Like, yeah. 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 Between Goblin and Spider-Man, just the punching through the, the, the floors and the like, we see spider-man take punches that we haven't seen him take yet yeah he fought thanos yeah absolutely (laughs) um uh as they get to the they fall down through the floors to the lobby um a get may gets injured um but uh um and manages to stick manages to stick osborne with the cure and it doesn't do anything because she doesn't like it to plunge it she doesn't get to like yeah. put it into him all the way, right? I thought it. No, I thought it did. Uh, I, it, I think it. Just, oh, it just like, didn't work. Yeah, yeah, it just oh. didn't work. I, huh, I swore he just ripped it out, and you could still see the green. No, he pulled. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he pulled it out, and it was it had emptied into him. I mean, it would make sense because they have to remake the serum. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, then May <laughs> and Peter are about to leave. She gives him the great power comes great responsibility line and then dies because of her injuries. It was the most apt that line was was delivered. I don't mean by an actor. I mean, in a scene like that one made the most sense because he tried to convince Peter that he was just being manipulated by his do good aunt. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And so she was literally using that to explain, like, no, it's not my crusade. You know, like, this is almost the scene with Cap and Loki in the first Avengers kind of thing. You know, like, I, I've seen men stand above other men. So it's that kind of thing of, you have this. It's not my moral crusade. Mm -hmm. It's not oh. even yours. It's bigger than you, Peter. And it's the instead it's of the, just dying on a sidewalk, like hey, but yeah, <laughs> fair. But in response to Norman's argument that gods don't need morality, mm -hmm. like who's going to stop me? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, we cut to Ned and uh, MJ, who were given the box earlier and told to, if Peter's plan doesn't work, to go ahead and hit the button. They're back at uh, Ned's house. He discovers he can. He accidentally discovers he can create portals because he has Strange's sling ring on. Mm -hmm. um, and he creates two, and we get Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire <laughs> entering the film. Both aware that they're somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when we get uh, Garfield in, and MJ throws bread at him until he proves that he can stick to the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Her whole delivery in this scene, just the crawl around <laughs> the way no. she stumbles on her own words in a paul rudd delivery sort of way but crawl around no watching uh, i have become more and more convinced and dia is like one of those few people that has like the the it thing like the movie star factor like she is just absolutely mesmerizing every time she's on screen yeah, uh, she does it all, and this especially. Her comedic timing oh, is so good, really, really good. She's a natural, absolutely. It, she is a natural, and she somehow brings more heart to a trio of characters who are nothing but heart. Yeah, you know what I mean. Ned and Peter are not cold, but somehow Zendaya is still the emotional center of, of things. Absolutely, Jude. Made, Jude made me watch a couple of the old like two thousands Disney movies. The show <laughs> that she was movies, in. Yeah. She was on like shows. He grew up liking her. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because of nostalgia. He made me watch a couple of them over the last couple of years, and even back then, like she comes on screen and she, you're like, oh, instantly she's better than all of these other Disney kids, just instantly. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, yeah, they get the other two Peters. They find um, Peter. They find uh, Tom Holland <laughs> on the roof of the high school. Um, and he so gets this, to meet the other two Peters. At this point, um, because we hadn't gotten to the part in the movie where they decided on Peter 1, Peter 2, Peter uh -huh. 3. Um, I was calling him uh, Young Pete. Middle Pete and older Pete. Yeah. The adventures sense. of Pete and Pete and Pete. <laughs> but it's like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. It's what you said earlier. You've got the Gen X Spidey. Oh, older Pete uh, was abbreviated to Opie. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you down with OPP, original <laughs> Peter Park? <laughs> you know me. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, they all... But just like, I mean, the, I guess there's nothing much to talk about in a critical way, but just the introduction of these characters, just, they literally stepped into the universe. Brilliant. Brilliant yes. story writing. Like, not some, you know, there wasn't, like a, you know, a Bifrost-type tunnel or some sort of, like, they literally just stepped in. They just yeah. stepped in. Here, we're in your universe now. Okay, thank you. Like and, and they show, not tell. And uh, Opie had 
been watching on the news and knew there was another Spider-Man in this universe and just sensed that he needed his help. Yeah. So right. they've been they've been trying to find him. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And, well, amazing and- Spider-Man knew something was up, but um yeah, not quite cuz he's like he he realizes the multiverse exists and he's having his little moment of like what matter displacement and interdimensional, you know. What you have magic used- here too? <laughs> yeah. Whereas older, yeah, OPP was just like, he figured it out. Almost like Into the Spider-Verse, that Peter Parker, the mm. one who's already been divorced and yeah. everything like yeah. that, you know, like he just knew without knowing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, uh, the one of the, the people that are critics of this film, and there's not as many as there are of a lot of the MCU movies, um, you know, complain about it all just being fan service, but Yes, there's fan service, but it's done really well, really, yeah. really yeah. well, and thank, really. It's like thank you. It's yeah, it's a finely crafted web of Spider-Man fan service. Absolutely. I think some people think they're supposed to hate art and be convinced otherwise. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like, tell me why this is good. It's like, tell me why it sucked. <laughs> I don't understand. You know, like yes, it is fan service. What is this business if not that? And- and I think though, but the they fan don't service without an emotional words. response is the thing. Like if you're just making fan service, that's one thing. But to do it sure. and to have it evoke a reaction every time is really impressive. And they, I think they, they were bad. I think it depends real. on the 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 weight of the product. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Freddy versus Jason was fan service, but nobody really cares about. <laughs> no, that. do you know what I mean? Like nobody. I grew up with. Ready, but I don't care. Well, you know, like, uh, <laughs> I grew up with Spider Man. I care. I a care about a good Spider-Man. example of fan service that I found to be dumb was at the end of the Evil Dead reboot with uh, what's her face, redhead chick, um, uh, from like ten years ago. When in an after credits scene, they they just have Bruce Campbell just standing, and he just turns to the bat, uh, he just turns to the camera and looks straight into the camera and says, "Groovy." Like that's that right. does nothing. What is the point of that? Yeah. Yep. I don't think this was yeah just hollow fan service. Like mm-hmm. it, it was emotionally brilliant. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it it hit emotionally. It was the best kind of fan service. This is what fan service should be. Um so anyways, they uh the Peters uh bond and they decide that they're going to go ahead and try to uh save the uh the villains after all. They do some science. They've all lost somebody, and they all share the great responsibility credo. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've all they've dipped into rage. I love in ways this kid can't understand. I, I love Andrew Garfield's um, arc in this movie of like the of of because his his two movies were really really shit on for like ten years, and I love how much they're like, no, no, you're amazing, which is both you know, a meta nod and also and, like, we're reclaiming you. You didn't suck yeah. as Spider-Man. Those movies weren't well-written, but you were a great Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, it was. And I like that they, they made it about him failing Gwen because Uncle Ben died in those two. Yeah. But, you know, Toby had it be about Uncle Ben. He had to be about Gwen. And then there's Aunt May, which we've said before how thankful we were that there wasn't an Uncle Ben scene in these franchises. Oh my God, yeah. And then, bam, hits you in the gut with Aunt May instead. I know. So good. 
the so, three movie origin story is a was a surprise. Yeah, absolutely. It really was. Especially with how this ends. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, so to speak. It's, I'd say it's so, spectacular. <laughs> um, um Young Pete thinks that you can repair the devices for Dylan and Marco. Uh middle Pete cured Connors before, so he can mm-hmm. he says he can do it again. And older Pete, he's been thinking about a cure for Osborne for a long time. So long he time. yeah, so he thinks he can well, do it. Wants to give it a try. And what I find really yeah, well, I'll leave it for unanswered questions. Um so the uh they go and they decide to lure the villains to the Statue of Liberty, which is in the middle of getting renovated. They're putting a cap shield on the torch. <laughs> yeah. And they don't make a big deal of that beforehand. Mm-hmm. And they they do away with it before the movie's over. Like, how brilliant. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a big, like, publicity thing. Like, James, I think Jonah Jameson mentions it in passing. Yeah. But then yeah, they you... get rid of it. They have it break. Yeah. And it's just, there, there we was... don't have to live with seeing that. There were snippets on the radio. There was like a radio opinion. And then the kids were all making um, their versions of what the Statue of Liberty should look like. This was way long ago. And one of them had turned it into Mysterio. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So, all right. They they lure the villains there. Um, There's a big, big action set piece. Peter before Wong. which, sorry, before which um, the three are all together and they um, discuss the the organic web fluid. Yes, we finally get to address how because weird we it is. hated that. Remember yeah. how much we all hated that? D- does it come out of anywhere else? <laughs> yeah. And with then the, 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 sp- the Spider Verse movie, it made it easy to accept that there is a wide variety. Yeah, of mm-hmm. Spider-Man outcomes. Yeah, um, and Middle Pete's like, I just really want to see the holes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the bad back. Yes, the, the web block, which the, is also yeah. a meta nod to the fact that Toby hurt his back while filming Spider or while filming Sea Biscuit and was having that trouble in Spider-Man too. Wow. Yep. Uh, this this like quiet moment. So we have Aunt May dies, and then we get the quiet moment of two Peters arriving and them coming to save Peter, right? And then we get them teaming up and talking and discussing and all this stuff. And then we get them at the location where Peter draws the villains to. Uh And then we get more quiet conversation with them. I know. I'm so glad they... That's why it's not just fan service. Because they swapped stories and they swapped heart. And yeah, it was just watching their silhouettes come down off that steeple or off that water tank or whatever. And it was just. They could have given us 45 minutes of them swinging through New York together, fighting crime. Yeah. And And the fact that they didn't was a choice, it was a strong choice. They spent some time building each other up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah the, whole, exactly. the whole yeah. like to to um where, where yeah where where Toby's talking to Andrew and he's like like no 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 I just feel like the self talk is is bad right. you know you're amazing yeah stop taking emotional inventory and you know we get an intact Spider Man that's the first live action Spider Man we've seen that isn't seriously troubled he has boundaries so is there somebody for you yeah it's you know it's complicated but yeah 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 you know, like it. don't give up. Yeah, yeah, that's no, the uh, older Peter. Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, like he's a he got the girl. He's a forty-something Spider-Man. He's still doing it. He's making it work. He's just being a, being Spider-Man. Because that's what they do. Yeah, 
That's what yeah. they do. Um, so they, uh, Peter 1 and Peter 2 are able to cure Connors and uh, Marco. Doc I'm Ock. sorry. One more little brilliant moment is the, them realizing that, you know, how uh, solitary a hero Spider-Man can be and how they're not used to working uh-huh. together. Oh, <laughs> they think the Avengers way. is a band. Is that a band? Yeah, they, Are you in a they band? getting in each other's way. Yeah, because he's never had to coordinate, especially with another Spider-Man. But, but, but no, no. So, no, I thought it was awesome that um, Andrew's, uh, Andrew Garfield. Middle Pete. Middle Pete is the one uh, that says, Are you in a are you in a band? And he's so impressed by it because he's the one who plays guitar in his world. That's a character <laughs> trait they gave him. He was a musician. Right. That's right. I didn't even put that together. I, so clever, I, man. I love that they found a way to make our Peter. What, what would you call him? Y P. Young, y. young P. Pete. Young, young Pete. Yump. Um, Gen Z Pete. Yeah. Gen Z Pete. Yeah, Z Pete. Um, he's the leader. Because he's the only one that's been on a team. And he has the requisite skill to lead the team of three Spider-Man. And the home Spider's court advantage man. kind of thing. Yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 No, Instead it of it be, just being Toby like... Toby should be number one. But yeah. no, it's his universe. They defer to him. Yeah. Um, so uh, Doc Ock arrives. Um, he helps with uh, subduing Electro. Meanwhile, Ned um, accidentally frees Strange from uh, the Mirror Dimension... Um, there's that, um, the goblin appears and he unleashes the spell from the, uh, box, which breaks apart the barrier between universes. Um, we get the scene where, uh, where, where MJ is falling and Pete, Z Pete can't, (laughs) young Pete can't catch him. So, uh, Andrew Pete, middle Pete is able to save him, which is something he wasn't able to do for Gwen which is a great moment. And he acts the shit out of that moment when he Hell sets yeah. her down and she's just looking at him like, are you, are you okay? But did yeah, you notice yeah. um, that he even changed his approach? He knew how to catch her this time. Yes. Yeah. Whereas with, with Gwen, it was like in the comic, he just, he tried to stop her with the web and it snapped her spine. Whereas this yep. is like, I have to grab her and land. Yeah. And roll yeah, yeah. and cushion the fall. No. And yeah. no, no, that moment generally got me a little misty eyed. Like that was amazing. It worked. That's fan service yeah. that works. Yeah, he's sure. he's been thinking about that for years. Mm-hmm. For years, yeah. exactly. Um, How he would change it. Something else in this moment when Strange comes out of uh, the Grand Canyon. I've been trapped in the Grand Canyon for I know. Call back hours. to that. Yeah. So, so mad to Loki. Um, yeah. But but Ned says to him, Peter's plan is working. Look, and you can see Connors is like, what the fuck, man? I was just a lizard. I want to be a lizard again. What happened? <laughs> I'm so into you being can, a lizard. The complexity of his relationship <laughs> with Peter, you can see Strange being like, fuck, man, I still, I underestimate this kid at every turn. He I also love the way no the, good. the two Spider-Men uh, come to his defense with Dr. Strange. He's like, I've been dangling over the Grand Canyon. They don't know what that means, but they're like, he's he Peter's friend. Like, you were, yeah, you were at the Grand Canyon? You could have used <laughs> your help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, the uh yeah so um yeah we start to see there's others coming through from the other dimensions who know Peter's identity. I don't think we ever get a good enough view of any of the figures to make out who any of them are. Craven oh, and Two. Scorpion. Mm. I think Scorpion's oh. been introduced. Craven's coming. But we right. could see from their silhouettes. That was the two that I could tell. Okay. Those are the two I saw. Uh Craven, the two that I saw, I didn't see Scorpion, but I did see Craven and uh Rhino. 
Rhino. Oh, and Rhino. Rhino. Oh, Rhino. Rhino. We saw yeah. a little bit of a, a true burn. We almost got Polly G. I got a lot of Russian guy in a rhinoceros. Oh, that would have been funny if we'd had like a really brief Polly G. It's like, ah, shit, guys. This this movie does such a good job of cutting through all the bullshit and giving us a quick and easy answer. Mm-hmm. He yeah. steals the Just box and puts a grenade in the box. And the box gets snagged from him and the box explodes, releasing the spell again. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it didn't have to be like, oh, because we didn't close the thing over a certain period of time or some on-screen explanation. Like you visually see, oh, damn. Whoops. Yep. Just and, and, whoops is, and that's the goblins like little sneaky little, <laughs> you know, like that's a character thing that it was a pumpkin bomb. Yep. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't expect this universe to be foiled by something so goofy. Yeah. It just fits. So um, at this point, Strange is trying to hold off the uh, other universe people. Is that an incursion? Question mark. Mm, kinda. I mean, it's pretty big. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, where um, And uh, so young Pete um Decides it could be a way to bring them all into Secret Wars. Sorry to interrupt, but you know, yeah, you're right. It is an incursion. And in the beginning of Secret Wars in the books, they start out villains and heroes fighting each other before they realize the Beyonders involved. So yeah, pretty cool. Uh, it's an incursion. I bet Kang brings as many of these people as he came back. Yeah. So uh, yeah, um, Peter's gonna kill uh, the Goblin, but then. Um, uh, old Peter comes and stops him. He gets stabbed uh, by the goblin. Um, and but uh, Peter three then does help inject the goblin with the cure and restoring uh, him to sanity. That's what you call it. Yeah, as close as Willem Dafoe can ever get to it. Anyway, don't, don't turn your back on Willem Dafoe. No, not this. for a second. <laughs> so he's making a sequel to Nosferatu now. Saw that. I'm ready, dude. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, um, Peter Two says he's good. I've been stabbed before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um. So uh, then, Peter One realizes the only way to protect the multiverse is to erase Peter Parker from everyone's memory. Doctor Strange says he'll do it. Um. Peter goes and kisses MJ and tells her and Ned that he's going to find them and tell them everything. Strange casts the spell and everyone goes back to their own universes. Um, and then we cut to uh, some a few months later. Um, or was it like a week later? Something like that. It was so. a few weeks because it was Halloween at the beginning of this movie. Oh, and now it's it Christmas. Approaching. We're getting it was close. after Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Now it's after Halloween. Yeah, that was right after Sasha, Halloween. Sasha hadn't taken down the Halloween decorations right. at the right. Oh, right, right. The Doctor Strange string lights. Yeah, this is yeah. this is somewhere around between Thanksgiving and Christmas at this point. There uh, was a, a moment uh, where we heard Christmas music playing in when we were in the the mirror dimension. He uh, swings they, over the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, at the so very end, though. So, but yeah. wait, but in no, the no, mirror no. in the mirror dimension, there is he's, Christmas music. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, anyway, so yeah, um, he's going. He's gonna tell. He's practicing telling MJ about what happened, but he shows up and he sees how her and Ned got into MIT and he decides she's not going to tell them. He's just going to let them keep forgetting him. Um, but she did say to him, 
I will. I found you once. I'll find you again. Which mm-hmm. is she has the romantic. black dahlia necklace on. Yeah, and yeah. It's broken. And, They're um, both so smart. There's no keeping them from this secret, which yeah. I'm excited to see them reveal over. No, she she's trying to figure something out in that moment. Yeah. yeah, she could have just been weirded out by his weirdy weirdness. Yeah, but he, she's trying. She's trying to figure something out. He quotes her to herself. Yeah, like what? How did you about the disappointment? Yeah. yeah, how did you know that? I was thinking that exact thing. Yeah, and yeah, no, she's definitely. There's, I mean, I and he he says his name to her. Mm-hmm. I'm Peter Parker. He goes, hi, Peter Parker. Can I get you right. something? Like right. they're they're establishing something for her to grab onto. Absolutely. Um, and then he goes to uh, Aunt May's grave where he has a brief talk with Happy. Um, and he decides he's going to just keep on being Spider-Man as best he can. He rents, he rents his own apartment. Yeah, we, yes. we get a scene of him. Walking rent- through that threshold, just like walking to a new dimension, he's becoming adult. Yeah, Peter. and we see him in his shitty New York apartment. He doesn't have any of the Stark stuff. He doesn't have, just like he Peter. He doesn't have his high school diploma. Yeah, he's studying yeah. for his The entire educational system forgot that Peter Parker exists. Yeah, he's studying for his GED. He makes a uh, new suit. He has no permanent yeah. record. Yeah, he does. We he, see the sewing machine. He's making a spandex suit. He makes three really difficult decisions before even getting to the apartment, not reminding any of those three people that he existed. Because he could have told Happy, like, hey, man, you might not remember me, but I was also friends with your friend who died. I worked with Iron Man. I'm Spider-Man. Do you remember when we fought Thanos? Like, I was there with him. It's that great responsibility because he saw what happened to Happy's well, life and, and what yeah. he was discovered. You know, it's what, just like I can't get involved. What is interesting is that we do see J. Jonah Jameson um, ranting about who is Spider-Man. And so, I mean, the world remembers Spider-Man. Everyone knows what Spider-Man is, but nobody knows Peter Parker. Yeah. Nobody knows who Peter Parker is. Yeah. They, they didn't just forget he's Spider-Man. Yeah, that's why he has to get his GED. He doesn't even have transcripts anymore. Right. So we get Persona which, non grata. We finally have the stakes around his secret identity. Of course, without Aunt May, which will be interesting, because it's always a twist on the original Spider-Man. What but a this, brilliant reset! Now they can right? do what they want. You know, it's just yeah. Well, gorgeous. he's he's at that place where at the beginning they um uh, where he was at the beginning of the comics. He's just Spider-Man in that shitty apartment trying to make it work, swinging through New York, being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's what I mean. Like, when he walks into Phase 5 of the MCU, he's going to be an adult. Mm-hmm. As yes. opposed to, and we've seen little Peter all, now he's going to be Tony-esque. I'm so excited for that, because they're all not going to know who he is, and he's going to keep his identity secret from everybody. Right. I, I have a feeling that, like, Thor will know, or someone will be like, oh, Peter Parker, and he'll be like, dude, let me explain. Don't tell anybody. Um, but us as the audience will know. Now, I I just said keep your full mouth shut, Thor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, feeds him some more bread. Yeah. So um, <laughs> credits roll. Then in a mid credit sequence, we uh, get to see Eddie Brock getting drunk at a Mexican <laughs> bar. As he's trying to figure out this universe, uh, him and Venom get uh, zapped back to uh, their own universe. Although there's a little tiny bit, a little drop of Venom left in this one. 
A dollop, would you say? Yes. A dollop well, of venom. Eddie's lines are hilarious because he's just like, so let me get this straight. There was a purple alien and he really likes stones. Let me tell you, aliens don't like stones. <laughs> they they like eating that. brains. Yeah. Just like, oh, how quaint Thanos well, was. And the and the venom Eddie relationship of we're drunk, Eddie. It's time to get up and go. You're talking too much. You yeah. told me the lethal protector was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh because it is um and then post credits we get like a uh uh one last trailer yeah yeah we get one one last high school bit with uh some cafeteria safety (laughs) advice well it showed all the there were all the photos uh from their trips um memories of midtown and they all had like peter just cut out of the photo right at the very edge you could just see like his head or obscured by like a hat or whatever it was a it was a pigeon uh yeah. he was he was right in the middle of the frame uh but there was a bird flying in front of his face so this was after the eddie scene and before the doctor strange multiverse no no this was the very end trailer? this was the very oh before the trailer yeah yeah this yeah. was the post credit sequence well this is the post credit huh. sequence in the, version the extended I have version have it yeah. oh okay that's the, the extended the version. Theatrical, one? The uh, theatrical version ran a Doctor Strange trailer. That's the okay. one that I was watching because I, I had watched the unedited, but I was like, no, I should watch the theater. I guess I didn't realize I was watching the extended version. I didn't look carefully. That's what Hulu served up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I didn't. That didn't come up at all, and I I didn't skip ahead. I sat through excruciating. Okay, so it was yeah. In the theatrical version, it was just the it's, multiverse of madness trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a trailer. I mean, it wasn't like a hint or anything. No, it was just yeah. the trailer. It was shot for shot. It was trailer, just straight yeah. the trailer, yeah. Um, and that's it. That no is home. it for Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, okay, some unanswered questions. So, I just had... Oh, you got some. Go ahead. No, it's mostly about the multiverse stuff, and it's not like anything that's like bad. It's just like, huh, I wonder what that is. Um, where... So, like, um, were they actually the villains from those specific Spider-Men's universes, or were they from very close ones? Because, um, you know, if if they go back to the same universe and the Green Goblin doesn't die, then that changes what happens with Doc Ock, which changes what happens with yes. Sandman. Like, what is... And that old Peter is no longer going to be that same old Peter. Like, that gets really messy unless they are from just very close parallel universes i think it's intentionally messy i think you're right i think they are the actual ones from that universe and that it would change everything that's part of the problem because this was the first intro into the multiverse and they're showing us how not even steven but but by by but also yeah but also there's time there's some sort of time travel involved because they came from much earlier so so by the rules of the villains from Toby's universe returned to their existing moments in time but then quickly became diverging realities. That's like America can. Yes. So they become new multiverses. Just like in Endgame, those become new multi. Yes, those are split yeah. timelines. Timeline okay. splits. Yeah, kind of thing. Because there is no TVA, fingers crossed, I think that's how it works, to trim those timelines. They're going to exist. But those timelines... That's my question, is like, are those guys now 
allies of Spider-Man? Well, those timelines- did they forget that Spider-Man even existed because the spell made everyone forget that Peter Parker existed? I think that's where it's- And is that every Spider-Man? Well, they they wouldn't forget Spider-Man exists. They'd forget that Spider-Man is Peter Peter Parker. Parker. But also those timelines probably wouldn't even get trimmed unless they were to lead to- um, A Kang? To Kang, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying is like, we probably won't see these actors again. But Kang may, you know, so like you said, their timelines were changed. So we could guess maybe Doc Ock doesn't become Doc Ock or he doesn't die and becomes this the superior tech Doc Ock. Do you know oh what I God, mean? Oh my God, I would love like, for so a superior like, Spider-Man. And so if they, um, you know what I mean? Like if Kang, if it is an incursion and Kang starts bringing these characters, they won't necessarily be Alfred Molina or something, but... So I think yes, I think it fucks up their dimensions as well. Well, yeah, it, nobody knew that enough. It, it creates the divergent it. timelines because they, right. they it was time travel as well as multiverse travel for those. I don't see it as ones. messy. I, I see it as thread, like yeah. the tapestry being woven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it makes sense. You know, because we saw Max Gargan introduced through the Vulture, but he never became Scorpion. But then we see Scorpion coming from another dimension. Yet we've never seen Scorpion in a movie yeah yeah makes sense we've seen max garden so yeah i think it is creating all these diversion timelines and incursions they just don't realize that we don't know what state the dimension toby mcguire is going back to i'm curious yeah and what time because he's from our present point in his spider-man universe he's seen all of these events happen already well but but his would remain the same because when they went back they created split universes yeah so his past is going to remain the same there he just knows that um there's now a split universe in which the goblin got to live so yeah i I mean there's also a split universe where harry and uh peter are still best friends because norman didn't die yeah right i'm very curious about those implications i wonder if through the spider-verse or whatever it's called is going to touch on any after effects of this movie i doubt it yeah. <laughs> but it would be really interesting to see because supposedly all three of these voice actors or all three of these actors are voice acting as themselves, as their characters. Oh, oh interesting. That's well, we, rumor, saw them, but... we saw them fly through uh, an animated dimension in multiverse. Yeah. That's the thing is like, not only do they not know the multiverse, they're reckless with it. So all of the Doctor Strange multiverse of madness is basically Steven learning the lesson of with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, wait. This changes things when I fuck around with stuff. Well, and the potential for incursions right. yeah, is the is the real the real I threat. Think, of those I don't things. think you're supposed to meet yourself. I think that element is the same. Like yeah. time travel is not like back to future shit, but I don't think you're really supposed to hang out with yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um. So all right, You'll go blind. I just had one more like um. So it could be explained away by they didn't have access to all the Stark tech, but you know, he has that like carbon based little like 3D printer that can seal up wounds. Mm. You know, we've seen Iron Man do that. How convenient that would have been for May. Yeah. The ambulances were just a few feet away. Yeah. I know it doesn't save your life, but it like cauterizes and you know. Yeah. uh, That would have been pretty handy for organic material. That's how vision was made. Like they really organic 3D printer. They tiptoed around her death being more, I don't want to say graphic, but more like of a visceral thing. Cause she's like up and talking clearly in shock. And then she dies. They could have had her very badly injured in a way that we could have seen. And I'm kind of catches that glider. 
in the back, the lower black back, she catches it. Yeah. So it's not an instantly yeah. fatal wound. She's bleeding out, but it's behind her, so he doesn't even see it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she, it is behind. She gets hit with that glider pretty hardcore. I mean, it's, yeah. it's animation, but it's pretty well done. Yeah. She just gets boom, thrown. Um, yeah. Any more unanswered questions or final thoughts, guys? Why wasn't it an hour longer? <laughs> Seriously. I would have watched them play in the band. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I, I know where I want to rank it. But, uh, I want to go with your ranking first. I, I liked that. Well, I, let, it's, let's go ahead and okay. take a look at uh, our list here. We've got our oh, highest ranking Spider-Man is at number 16, right under What's ba- our current number one movie? Is Endgame. I like it more than Endgame. Wow. I, I, I don't know if I like it more than Endgame, but it's really, really good. That's it fires sure. on every cylinder that I want a movie to fire on. Endgame felt necessary. Oh. This is just fun. I uh, like I it more than Logan is where I would put it. Sorry, I wanted to mention a couple of nods uh, to um, just visuals. Uh, we saw Electro at some point. It, the it, electricity uh, created the star. Oh, yeah, his, uh, his mask. Yep, star thing. Yeah. Um, and... We finally got the the purple hoodie on, on Green, Green, Go- Green Goblin. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I, I remember um, in the, initially watching the trailer, thinking that, that we might get two Green Goblins, and I'm very glad that we didn't go that route. Yeah, absolutely. No, and so, a good just film symbolism. Smash that helmet. But this those, ain't your dad's Green Goblin. Those were things that elevated this movie for me. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I like that they fought. Like I said, that there there was a second in this universe where the Statue of Liberty was going to have Cap's shield, and then they, in the same movie, destroyed that. But then also, that's where his final battle happens is on Cap's shield, and the Avengers are dead, and he's no longer a hot symbolism, shot baby. Fighting Such, on the back yes. of that that yeah. shield. Oh, yep. yeah, just because it was frustrating. Being like, why would you put a shield on? The Statue of Liberty. Yes. Right. It Why? sounds like a weird, hasty, you know, tribute that we love to run to. And oh, I they, love that they just we didn't have to see that. Yeah. We didn't have they to recently see went the back, skyline. They changed the final shot in Miss Marvel because it has a skyline of New York with the green Statue of Liberty. They went back and CGI edited it into a bronze finish. Nice. To keep the timelines all intact. Because everybody obviously is going to be pouring over the details as we get right. further and further into the Kang thing. Right. So sorry, where were we on the ranking? So, okay, so Brian to... Brian likes it in between Logan and Infinity War. Josh likes it at number one. What are what are your thoughts, Al? Uh, I mean, this was so good. It's definitely um, better than Infinity War, I think. That was a real placeholder movie to me. I don't know. I, I wasn't as emotionally impacted by those two movies, and I know it's everything that it was leading up to. This, I I wouldn't mind putting it at number one. I have a hard uh, time. I, I would not be opposed, but I have a hard time putting it above Endgame. I really do. I can. It. I. How about we? Split? What did you like about Endgame? What I I I mean I just I was really emotionally impacted by the the. Um, by just the culmination of everything, the like I the the 
I, I'm, it's hard for me to remember anything outside of Star Wars or Lord of the Rings that got me as emotionally um, as like the end, um, especially the beginning of the end end scenes with Cap and the hammer and the assemble moment. Um, oh, it had some it, moments for sure. This but, did have share in a lot of those kinds of elements, though. When the Spider-Man stepped through the portals, it I remember did. The crowd those were just big. erupting. How how about we split the difference? We put it in between Endgame and Infinity War at two. I I'm I'm into that. Uh, Since I'm, I really like Infinity War because they just crushed everybody for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, that um, yeah they decided. I to. love watching a villain win, but that does not make it a better movie than this movie. Infinity War seemed like it was exciting because that battle at the end. But if you go back and watch it, it's pretty low. Yeah, I don't know. Not as it. <gasps> it yeah, it ends like a superhero movie does with a big battle. Just they lose. Yeah, it's Thanos. Thanos is the protagonist. <laughs> but against a bunch yeah. of like CV, but no, in Infinity War they're really just fighting a bunch of CGI like aliens. Oh no, that's absolutely, absolutely yeah. lower. Side, well, I have no sure. patience for them. Yeah, and Thanos just walks through our heroes like it's nothing. It just pops up at the end. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Or we think perhaps he sees Kang. So, We're gonna retcon that in, like where he sticks the uh, stormbreaker into his chest. Yeah, right before he like finally dies, he has a look on his face, and then of course he comes immediately back. Anyway, so well, I want to talk about that off air. Yeah. Um. So do we, um can can we? I, I'm okay with one or two. Compromise and have it at two. Can we yeah. live with that? All right. <laughs> You, you'd be this, amazed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're putting Spider-Man No Way Home at number two on our big yeah. list. Which Feels we, right. Yeah, which means it is time to close the book on this one. And next week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we will be watching The Batman. All right. That's yeah, the Batman next week. What up, vengeance? Whoop. <laughs> um, so that's it. We are getting closer and closer to the uh present day on our list here, guys. Um yeah, seven to go. Um that's next week on Harmless Phosphorescence. Until then, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. This has been your host, Throw Smiley, and I'm off to deal with some existential crisis stuff. That's funny. I'm Josh Cece, and I'm going to go play with my Peter Tingle. <laughs> I'm Brian Lesh, enemy of national landmarks everywhere. There's a conspiracy theory that I was in, in sync at one time. I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> that is. Remember that urban legend? That's true. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.